Dentistry Stories. The views expressed by any individual in this interview are entirely their own and are not necessarily shared by Denver Street Stories. Denver Street Stories is an active supporter in the LGBTQ community. We stand with the Black Lives Matter movement, and as intersectional feminists, we support equity and equality for all peoples. Denver Street Stories supports sovereignty and land back to indigenous communities. We strive to actively deconstruct oppressive colonialist structures. Denver Street Stories, these are our stories. Hi guys, welcome back to Denver Street Stories. Today I am here with Shelly. You want to just kind of introduce yourself real quick? Um, hi, I'm Shelly. Well, Shelly Sherry. Um, I'm from originally from El Paso, Texas. I'm 25 years old, soon I'll be 26. And I'm out here trying to live my dream. And so you said you were living in Vail before? Yeah. And for how long were you in Vail for? I was in Vail for two years. Two years? Two years with my ex, with my ex-fiance. Ex-fiance? Oh. And were you um, living in a place or were you unhoused at that time? I was housed. We had our we had our apartment. And then we got our condo in Dillon. Mm -hmm. We got a condo in Dillon and he didn't like the fact that I was transitioning. That was a thing. Um, he didn't like the fact that I was transitioning. He said he, um, he preferred for me to tell him, like, I had asked him if he was okay with me transitioning. Because I was with him as a boy the whole time. And I had made him come out of the closet. So he holded that against, you know, against me. And that's another thing that I learned with the fucking time that it sucks. It sucks that you think it's your partner for life. Or you just, even if you think it's somebody for like, I don't know, a year or two, because you know the time frame of people, it, it's a sad reality that they, they get jealous over your success and they try to, like, they really try to bring you completely. So he ended up, like, setting me up, causing this fight because he knew I was going to, like, backlash at him really hard. And that little fight caused it for me to, like, get arrested because we ended up getting into a physical fight. I ended up getting arrested and ended up homeless for the first time in Colorado. Uh, it was it was it was hard. Um, thankfully, I found a, a shelter out there. But in Dillon, in Dillon, yeah, and it was like a couple streets from him. So it was like true. Like I was I was working um, for Kudova. Yeah, I was working for Kudova. Um, it was great. It was it was it was like I was making it like a little bit. But one of the girls I found at the shelter, I felt really comfortable with her. Because I had already been through so many mental problems with people not accepting the fact of, you know, being around kids. Like, being trans and not being around kids, you know, it's a, and, and I understand, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that's personal. Like, I get it. But with her, I felt really, really, really like a sister, open. And she didn't, like, she had so much stuff to do because she was, like, going through it too. So she took the opportunity. <laughs> She, she like took the opportunity that I was helping her, like taking care of her children. Cause I would offer like, hey, you know, I got the girls, like I got you, like, you know what I mean? Like you go ahead and cook or whatever while we were at the shelter. But she ended up getting kicked out. So I was like, you're not leaving without me. So I left with her, ended up deciding to cross the kid across the United States. And so you said you were involved with like drugs and stuff? Um, yeah, crystal meth. I started, I started by just using it, and then I started trafficking, and then I got involved in a lot of things I wasn't supposed to. I never wanted to do it, honestly. I ended up getting caught, 
and never was able to get back to Colorado. I was like stuck in El Paso. Uh, the, the law asked me to have somebody sign for me uh, over there in Texas. So whether it was my, my dad or my mom that they had to sign for me, but I had not been with them in years. Because I never, I, we had our own issues. So I, I went back to my mom and after like getting out, it was a whole issue with probation, um, the whole, you know, drug testing and all this stuff. And like, I do get it when it comes to having a drug issue, but also people do need to get it that when you have an issue that it's always gonna be an issue, you gotta like respect the people and understand them, like give it a break. Like, do not be arresting me for not going to the psychiatrist. Like, why not give me the phone number for the, I don't know, crisis hotline or the suicidal line. So you got arrested? I ended up getting arrested for not going to the psychiatrist under my probation. Wow. Were you given like any resource aids to like find a psychiatrist? Not even a right. So it was just like, they just told you you have yeah. to get one or else? And they didn't even tell me I had a warning. They didn't even tell you? They didn't they even just tell me. Yeah. That's why I love Texas, because Texas law is really, really messed up. And they hide this, like the government really hides a lot of this poverty that there is in Texas. It's sad. It's sad and I just, I, I couldn't. I had so many issues with like economy-wise, I had so many issues with like mother-wise, because I don't even know my nieces. I don't even know my own family. I don't even know, like, and they, and they were in the same like city with me. Before coming here, like my sister was straight away, and the help I ended up having to look for it myself. When I was just looking for something to eat, when I was just looking for something to drink, like it was that sad of a reality. Like I hate the fact that my mom makes herself seem like she's the one that raised me when I raised myself. I'm the one that raised myself, but I, I you know, I, I kept lying for her. I kept like being there for her, and 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 that's why I was like getting more involved into more drugs because I was just like. It was really hard for me to be able to like just keep myself quiet. It's it's a whole mental issue, and I could not I could not think like that. Being with my mom, I couldn't I couldn't think like that. Like I'm not asking for help. Like sometimes I just ask for somebody to hear me out. It, it really helps me to just like talk it out and just to be like, okay, this is what I gotta do next. This is what I gotta go on. This is what gotta happen. Like, thank you. <laughs> um, being with my mom, I could I couldn't be like that. I couldn't be like that. It was, it was, it was hard because she had her own mental issues. And my sisters, they're nine and seven years older than me. So obviously they cannot, like, you know, they can, they cannot put their, you know, themselves in my shoes at that time because they're, they're teenagers. Like that had to be my parents. They had to step it up, which they didn't. So I know that my sisters, like, everything that they did. I ended up affecting sadly. And I don't mind it. I know they were mostly trying to help my mom. Like, not so much my dad, because my dad, like, you know, they were trying to help them both. But my dad doesn't let himself get help. So they tried helping my mom by calling CPS on me to get me help. And it just got worse. Were you put into, like, I got care? into a mental hospital at the UVA in El Paso. So CBS put you into a, yeah. into a mental hospital? Yeah. And you were how old at this time? 16, on my birthday. On your 16th birthday, oh. you got put in a mental hospital by CBS. Yeah. And I was like, how do you not expect a child to have depression? And once my mother, like, it goes back to once we had that CBS call, 
our asses started throwing it to everybody in the family. So that broke like the whole, you know, the last resource of the family being close. And my mom ended up like telling them she was gonna get a divorce. So we all went all, our own ways. But I was 17. Where else do I go? Well, I followed my mom. So I followed my mom. I went to my sisters. I ended up getting kicked out at four days after. And after that, where else do I go? Well, my dad. So from there, my dad was going through his own issues too. So I ended up just having to stay with guys that I was just supposed to like, even just, it was considered a hookup, but it wasn't even a hookup. It was just me going again to eat, always. Always, literally, always I get in trouble because I'm always looking for somewhere to be, literally. And was this happened for so many years. It happened for three years exactly that I was just getting literally, I, I got prostituted for free. I got prostituted for free when I was 18. Um, and it wasn't even considered prostitution because there was like no money out of it. There was no money out of it. The guy that I was dating, he, they, they, don't, they know how to use the right words. Like how to like brainwash your, your brain really good. Really good. So he had an account um, of the gay apps. This account, um, he had my face and everything and he had it all controlled. I wasn't allowed to see the messages. I wasn't allowed to nothing. I could only choose who would go first and who would go last. Like rent you out yeah. to people. So the good thing about me is that that also helped me realize like you are a female. Because I started getting to know myself through all this. Yeah, we a lot of people we've talked to they talk about like learning things in their experiences. Like you have to be resourceful. You have to like that. You have to be really resourceful and plus. That ended up happening for a whole year, and I was like, screw that, screw that. I ended up having to run away. That's when it started, me running away. That's when it started, and I ran away for the rest of the years that my mom was gone. And she came back out of nowhere. Well, she didn't really come back. I went to go see my sister, because she lived the shit across from me, from my dad's house. and. I ended up going to go see her and tell her congrats for having a baby. And then I asked her to be nice and to stop like, you know, getting me away from like the family and and, and me not knowing about my mother because I was like, you know what? You know my like you know my situation, you know what's going on, please let me see my mom. Like please do. And she said, you know what? I don't want you to get mad. She said, I don't want you to get mad, but let me tell you one thing. She gets up and then she goes to the garage door and she opens the fucking door. When she opens the door, my mother comes out. My little brother and my mother comes out. After my other brother died, a year after I had a little brother born, I was not able to get raised with him. I had even a restraining order with him through the CPS since I was 16. And how long had this been since like you last saw your mom and family? I had already, when I saw her again, it had already been three years. And I had stopped seeing her when I was 17. I saw her again when I was already almost 21. She didn't even know I drive. I graduated high school by myself, having to, you know, steal and all this other stuff. And I saw her. I knew that she was like not okay with my sisters. I knew, I knew that she was like 
fighting with, like, she was literally fighting with herself because my sisters are very like her. So, me, you know, being nice and me, like, missing my mother, I told her, I was like, you know what, mom? Come to me. Let's get an apartment. I'll pay for it. Get it wherever you want to get it for the kids to go into school. She said, okay, we made a deal. You know, we're going to get along. We're going to try this out. We had our own agreements. We're going to work things out. I said, okay. Everything just went down the hill. Everything just went down the hill. I ended up losing my job. I lost my car. It was like the devil was there, literally. Like, it wasn't meant to be. And I was like, what's going on? I didn't want to lose my mom again. So I said, screw it. If I got prostituted for free once, well, I'm going to do it again. But this time around, I will charge. And this time around, I will, like, like get something out of it to sustain my mother, my little brother. And all it ended up doing was giving me a right to health. Gave me a free golden ticket to the, literally to the devil. And soon enough, my mom told me, you have a week to get a job, to, to, to you know, get it together. If you want to get, like, you know, if you want to keep the apartment or whatever, because I'm leaving. She ended up leaving to Wisconsin, and I just lost it. I lost myself, and that's when I started doing the math. Then I ended up making a deal with this guy that one of my friends had brought to the house before we gave up that apartment. Um, I saw this guy that was in the streets, and it's such a trip, it's such a, even saying it right now, I'm just like, in shock, because I saw him the way that I look right now. You know, carrying the suitcase, and like this, and I made a deal with him, and I told him, look, nobody knows this yet. I was like, but not only did I found out that I, you know, I, I got literally blasted, getting raped, and, and, and like everything that happened, I was like, I don't care about that. I was like, but they just told me I have HIV. I was like, and I don't know like where I'm gonna fucking end up later on. I was like, I'm using the fucking drug. I don't really wanna live. I'm gonna be done any minute. I was like, do you want to stick around? I was like, even though I consume whatever I consume, even though I do whatever I do, that's why I don't give up, because I still work. I still hustle it one way or the other. I don't let myself down. And he ended up staying with me for a whole year that we did. And it just got involved with more, more issues and more issues and more issues. He was assaulting and he was doing all these other things. And that's how I started my transition. I ended up like finding happiness through it. I was like, this, this, this helps me a lot more. So that's why I left at that time El Paso. Because I was like, I don't want to get involved with whatever he is doing. And I don't want to like keep consuming that stuff anymore. I'm just going to leave. And that's how I got here. I got here and then that's when the, the other stuff happened. I got, I just took the chance. I had just gotten paid the day before. Called my mom, and I told her, I was like, you know what? You want to say goodbye to me? Give me a ride. Give me a ride to the bus stop. Give me a ride to the bus stop. And yeah, I got here, and let's see how it goes. Let's see where I end up. Um, 
there's nothing stopping me. And it, it's so impressive. I know it takes so much strength to like leave a situation like that. Yeah. But it's so admirable, like you living your life and like being authentic to yourself. And like you seem like such a bright, fun person. I am. I'm still me. Like I'm still the happy me. Like I'm, I'm living life. I don't care if I'm on the street. Nobody gets up on their dreams. You ain't living if you're not living your dream. Simple as that. That's and so, kind of something we like to ask with every person we interview is, if you could say one thing to like these people in these high-rise apartments and with all this money and cash, like if you could say one thing to them, what would you say? Don't forget where you started. Don't forget where you started, and don't look away because it reminds you of yourself. Be a little more human, like more human, honestly. You never know if they even need just a cell phone to call. Like I get it, we can't trust everybody. But if you can't trust yourself and you're still rolling with yourself, imagine. So. Ah. Well, thank you once again, yes. Shelly. Um, I appreciate you so much. Like you said, you want to be content creator, right? Yes. Do you, do you have any yes. like, social anything you want to follow? Um, yes. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Facebook, Naida Araceli. Um, that's my Facebook. Um, or Shelly Sherry. It's my YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me there, or any others, um, anywhere you can find Shelly Sherry uh, from El Paso, Texas, um, this is me. <laughs> well, rem remember us when you make it big. Yes, yes, thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Denver Street Stories. We aim to help change the narrative surrounding homelessness by providing a platform to amplify necessary voices. We hope this sheds some light into a world often pushed aside, disrespected, or disregarded altogether. Our stories come from a myriad of people in different backgrounds that deserve to be heard and seen. So you should talk shit less, love, and listen more.